Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Jennifer and William. Cheers, my love. Coming at you on a sunny day in May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm sitting in Coffee Talk Studios and there's this beautiful tree. It's like green and like pink berries, I think, are on it. Pink berry is, happens to be a yogurt shop, but also there are pink berries out front of our window. So... It's just beautiful, man. What it's a, a beautiful, great, what sky. a great spring blue day, day in Seattle. Great day to be alive. Blue skies, like white, alive, fluffy y'all. clouds that are like out of like out of like the cartoons. It's just awesome. You're gonna hear a weed whacker in the back. <laughs> that time, <laughs> it's that time, of, time again, guys. Some guys out there whacking the lawn, weeds in the back, edge in the yards, pulling the weeds. Nothing we can do about it. Doing uh, the things. Coffee Talk Studios is not soundproof, so we're doing our best out here. Hey, um, happy post-Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. Jen, you are a wonderful mother, and you is a hot mama as well. <laughs> Thank you, big daddy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy Mother's Day. We had a great Mother's Day weekend. We did. It was fantastic. We, we had- actually have not even yet officially, with your children, celebrated Mother's Day. We had such a long week with the shop. You own a flower shop. Most people would know that. So flowers and Mother's Day, it's like the Super Bowl I mean, of flower I'm shops. yawning as we speak. So we, and then we had church. And Super tired. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome weekend, but we decided like, why would we go out to dinner? You were so exhausted. So we're going out to dinner to your favorite place on the waterfront tonight um, with the kids. Well, two of them. One of them's in Mexico. One of them's living their best life. But I heard that he called you today and like sent you. He did. He I, you I woke up and he had cashed at me $25 for coffee that morning. Mm-hmm. And then what kind he, of coffee are you getting? That's, I'm saying. <laughs> coffee all week. Yo, at McDonald's, that's 20 coffees. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably like 24 coffees, in fact. And he FaceTimed me all the way from Mexico. Caleb. Caleb. So I we're going out to you. dinner in literally about in an hour. So It'll and be we're Thank you. Thank you for celebrating. Babe, you killed it. Can I just say, um, for all the listeners out there, I married a girl boss. You, your business, and it's our business. It is. I mean, you it are. Is. You, you are the creative mastermind. I help with some of the details, so I don't. But a lot of the details, um, babe. I mean, business is a booming. You crushed it. You knew we had multiple locations this weekend. You had online orders and pre-orders. Our literally our garage looked like the Garden of Eden as you beautiful. were like stockpiling. All, so good. Yeah, as you were stockpiling all the flowers for the week and. And still didn't have enough. I was. You said to me at one point, babe, I think you might have over. Well, because you literally bought the garden. Beaten. And I was like, no, I think I did pretty good. And then I literally had no, I was sold out. We Saturday, sold out. Saturday afternoon, done and done. No, no. So then you got more for Sunday. But yeah. And luck, luckily we did. Yeah. Thank, thank and the Lord. And we kind of knew. Thank the Lord. We've been dealing, both of us today have been dealing with a little bit of crankiness. <laughs> Facts. Facts. You're. You're a little cranky. Oh, a little Ren Ren's in, in the studio. Um, you're a little cranky. I'm a little cranky. You started out the crank, though. No. Nope. You you set the you set the it tone. Was a simultaneous crankiness. No, you set the tone. <laughs> That's true. Like, this is this. Uh, hey, hey. No, you set the tone when you woke up. And hey. The dog had vomited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The dog got into the trash and vomited red meat sauce all over our Whoa. white carpet. So that was a that was a great morning that was surprise. A thing. What did I do? I brought you coffee in bed, girl. You did. So I did not start the crankiness. Well, no, but that that was that was before. So then from post No, my start was getting you coffee in bed. That was my start. That was your start. Then, make it be cranky right now. You cranked it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're emotionally then spent. Post the coffee in bed. You just kind of got a little edgy. No, you got edgy. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. 
did. Okay. Anyways, but we, this you know what? Fun. But you apologized. <laughs> you apologized. So and, did you? And, and I said, <laughs> and I You're said, kind of, you keep trying to make it like it's on me. You apologize. I go, well, what are you apologizing for? Because oh. <laughs> you just like, because you just got like, I'm sorry. I don't want to be mad today. And I'm like, that was kind of like. Where did I, I apologize? It was kind of like I want to. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Where? Do you remember where I apologized? In the shower. You apologized in the shower. <laughs> That's right. Because exactly, I'm trying to make a point here. I knew the apology was because you wanted to get some, but I was like, first, before you get some, I need to know why you're apologizing. I'm not going to correct you. Well, because poor, I walked in as you were in the shower, I was like, this looks like a good time to apologize. <laughs> poor Serenity. Yes, married couples shower together. It's a thing. Anyways. Okay. Well, moving um, right along. All right. Well, you know what? I'm proud of us because we decided, <laughs> we knew it. We literally looked at each other like, hey, we're going to be cranky. It's been an incredibly long week, an even longer weekend. It was great. And so we canceled a meeting this morning. We, yes. we did it later. Like, we kind of just realized you went to the gym. I did things. That I, did. Like, I was so tired. I went to the gym and then I sat at a coffee shop watching birds mm-hmm. drink water out of a pot. I mean, right. that, that is how tired wow. I'm staring off. And I'm like, what am I staring at? I'm just staring at birds. <laughs> I know you filmed it on Instagram. It we got to so watch lovely. it. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Cinderella? You know, I'm no. tired. Who is it? Are you Sleeping Beauty? Who's you the know, one who talks to all the. This is where my mind is. The when the animals. bird came to me, I was like, what do you want to say to me, Jesus? The birdie came to me. <laughs> oh, man, you are sleep deprived. <laughs> and the birdie just looked up at me and looked at the water, looked up at me. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to communicate with you. Nope. He was trying to communicate to me. Mm. Oh, gosh. It was good, though. Anyways. All right. Hey, um, it was really cool. We had we had one of our listeners from Atlanta, Georgia. I kind of want to say their name, but then I don't know if people want their names out there. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just, we'll call, she'll know who she is. We'll call her, we'll call her uh, Listener T. from the ATL. We'll call her T. T from the ATL. T from ATL. Um, she emailed us at the Coffee Talk. I don't know how they get a hold of us. How do people get a hold of us? Is there a Coffee, mo- coffee Talk email? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank what you. is it? What is it, Vic Soundcheck? Do your job. Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen at gmail.com. Oh, that's it? Yes. You actually did do your job. Yeah. Coffee Talk, the job that you don't get paid for. Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen at gmail.com. So if you have. Also on our website, you can fill out a form yeah, um, and it'll go directly I feel to like our most email. people DM us on social media too. Which Instagram. Yeah. But. Um, she, anyway, she. Oh, and side fact, we do have a website. We do have a website. Yeah, no one looks at it, but it, we do. Have no one looks at our website. Billyandjennifer.com. Well, how vain are we? <laughs> it's our names. It's easy, you know, to the point. Billyandjennifer.com. Yeah. Oh man, no one goes there, huh? I mean, like you can go yeah, and. I've never gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you would if it was Billy and Jennifer and Vic the Soundcheck.com. Yes, she would. She'd be checking them <laughs> analytics every day. She feels day. like she was left She'd out. She'd be like, analytics today, Did analytics we just do tomorrow? that because you just analytics have to have a website? Like, we just, everyone needs a website? Remember those days when everyone had to have a website? Everyone had to have a website. Just websites everywhere. Everyone's buying domains. There's probably people out there still doing that, just buying up domains. <laughs> Anyways. People have domains don't even remember they have them, you know? I feel like Look, our son Judah. birdies, there's birdies on TV. Buys even. a bunch. Dude, you're so distracted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Ren Ren's fifteen. It's not that um, you're only sixteen, so almost seventeen. Okay, calm down. Come on, you can be patient. You don't want to grow up too fast. Um, all right. I so here is she requested. She's like, hey, I have a question. Wondered if you guys would um potentially, you know, discuss this on Coffee Talk. And when I read her question, I was like, this is brilliant. Brilliant. And I emailed her back and was like, thank you. Thank you. We're actually going to do it this next episode. So just so you know, man, if you send in requests and questions, it could hit the airwaves. It could hit the airwaves. Um, And I did say this disclaimer to her question. She's like, I would love for you to like give advice. And I was like, well, I don't know how much advice 
We certainly don't have all the answers, but on this particular topic, I did say we can certainly share what has worked for us and what hasn't worked. And I feel like many times, a lot of people discredit themselves because they don't have experience or they haven't been, or they don't deem themselves as being successful in areas. But let me ask you this, how many areas have you failed in? Because in my opinion, that gives you a lot to talk about because you know what not to do. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of knowing what to do is knowing what not to do. And I feel like a lot of things we've learned in life are like, oh, we did this and it failed terribly. And now it's like, now we know. So, you know, so I think we could talk from that way. Okay, here's her question. She said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but she said, this is T from Atlanta. She says, how do you know without a doubt the next step to take in your life when things come to a close? Um, and she was essentially saying, like, um, she, they, she's been following well, our she podcast. She kind of answered her own question. She said, when things come to a close. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, doors are closing. You're feeling a closure. That means it's a new chapter. No, when the question meant, okay, I'm going to need you to censor yourself because you're not making any sense. Well, I mean, no, 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 we're talking. You're you're losing it. The question is this: she knows it's the end of a chapter. She knows that. She needs you to tell her that. Thank you. She's saying, and I'll speak for T in Atlanta. She's saying a chapter is closed. I watched you guys. She goes, I'm sure that when the chapter closed for you a couple years ago, and you had all these different things you could do, and then you guys kind of like you've done three or four things. And anyone's been on our journey has realized we did about three or four things. And quite honestly, they've all kind of worked out really good. There's one that's kind of like super pending the book, but you know, that's the industry, but everything else is like, is really good. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And so she's kind of saying she has options, but she feels overwhelmed sometimes by the options she has. She's like, oh, How can okay. I know without a doubt? Like this, this area is closed. I have all these ideas, all these kind of opportunities, but how can I know without a doubt, which one I should do? Or if you're a person of faith, which I believe she is, which one would be God's will for my life? Like, this is the plan. How can we know without a doubt? And then her second part of that question is then once you do know, what's the process? How do you make it happen? Which I love. I just love this topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I especially want to get you going on how do you make it happen? Because I feel like your whole life motto should be get-ish done. You just make things happen like like no one I've ever met before. Um, Side note, let me just say this. No matter where you are, when you feel like a chapter is ended and you're starting, can I just say this? This is a great frame of reference. You're not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. So if you if you're talking to people who a chapter is closed, that means you've been in something. I'm not talking like maybe you're out there and you're 16 and you're like just getting going in life. Okay, well here, go for it. You're making your own thing. But for those of us in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you're starting again. A chapter closed. Don't think like I have to start all over again. I'm starting from scratch. You're not. You're starting from experience. You're not going back to not knowing anything. I say it all the time. Like, I'm in my 40s. I have the same energy I had in my 20s, but I have 20 years of, of experience, experience, wisdom, knowledge that I've gained. So <laughs> totally. no matter what you're doing, even if you're starting, don't don't think like I have to start all over. Even if you're starting in a new industry, you're starting from experience. You've experienced so much. A lot of it transfers. Wisdom transfers. Right. Experience transfers. Even if it looks completely different, your job, your everything. Mm-hmm. It transfers. That's the truth. Okay, so I want to talk about that, and babe, we'll get you going. First of all, and I'm going to do this, and no offense, T from Atlanta, but I'm going to take issue with the question, and I know what she meant, but she, the way she wrote it in the email, she's like, "How can you know without a doubt the next step to take?" And I'm going to take issue with that right there, and you know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say. You can know nothing without a doubt, right? And I think T in Atlanta would agree with me. There is literally, but it's important for us to remind ourselves this: yeah. there will always be doubt no matter what um a hundred percent certainty uncertainty yeah a hundred percent certainty is a myth that does not exist every day 
we all experience uncertainty in some in some capacity. Um, will this date I'm going out with go well? Vic, ask, Vic the sound chick, ask yourself that. There's no way she could be a hundred percent. Yep. There's no way she could be a hundred percent certain, right? Should I marry this person? Was were you a hundred percent certain when you when you were marrying me that I was the right person? Were you a hundred percent certain? Well, I want to think I was, but no. How could you be? Now looking back, definitely no. <laughs> How could yeah, you be? Definitely a huge um, question mark. Should I invest my money here? L- l- recently, oh, that, that is, recently, right. our son has gotten us investing. What do we invest in, Vic? Arithium? Arithium? Ethereum. Ethereum? Wow. You almost said another word I wasn't going to say. Urethra? <laughs> Ethereum. We're, it's like, it's like what is it called? What is it? It's digital currency. It's yeah, cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Yeah. So we invest in Ethereum. Should, can I ever be 100% that I should invest in? The, no. Is this the right job? Will you ever be 100% certain? Do we move to another state? Can I do it? Am I good enough? Should I trust them? I mean, no matter what question you pose in life, right. you will right. never never have a hundred percent certainty there is risk in everything because there's a level of doubt in everything mm-hmm. right and i think we have to own that i think we have to when we're starting when you're making a big decision and this is big right if your life if you have these massive decisions to make it could be a career change it could be a relationship change it could be a dating change it could be a, there's so many different things that it could be right i think that's my watch going off i don't know it's just blowing up today um um there's going to be doubt in it all. You'll never have 100% certainty. And I'll say this, change is scary. Growth is scary. But not as scary as being stuck right. in the wrong place. It's not, that's the scariest. Or it doesn't even have to be the wrong stuck. place. Wrong place. It could be just feeling stuck. Just being stuck. Just being stuck in hey, general. So welcome to the fear of it all. Yeah. Welcome to the pain of it all. But growth, change, yeah. all of it has that. But being stuck is the worst. So uncertainty is permanent, which means clarity is essential. Now, we've probably talked about this before in podcasts in the past, but you'll never have 100% certainty. But what you can have is perfect clarity. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by this, and maybe I don't know the best way, the best way for me to kind of explain this is like, if you know football and say it's fourth down, it's the end of the game, this is your last chance to get in the end zone. You either make a touchdown or, you're, or you lose, right? And the quarterback, the leader of the team, pulls everyone into the huddle. Now imagine, now, there's no way anyone knows 100% whether or not they're going to make the touchdown. They hope they make the touchdown. They're going to plan to make the touchdown. Can you ever know? I no. Russell knows. Vic, I don't think he does, because remember the Super Bowl where we okay, should have run okay, it with Marshawn okay. Lynch and we passed Ouch. it? You remember that? Let's not remember talk that? about it. That was 100% guaranteed. And then, oops, no, it wasn't. We could never be certain about anything. Dear God, that was painful. So what is it? what if the quarterback gets into the huddle and because he's not certain he's like i don't know guys there's no way for me to know so you know just go out there make it happen just give it a go i don't know you just do your thing we'll see what happens I'm chuck the ball up and we'll just jump and scream and yell like well there's no way i mean your chances of making a touchdown what's he do he can't be certain but he can be clear so he gets in he's like here's what we're going to do i'm gonna hike the ball on two i want you to run there i want you to block there i'm gonna go over here i'm gonna fake here i want you to do there i want you to block down here and this is he has to be absolutely perfectly clear here's what we're going to do even though He is uncertain about the outcome. Mm -hmm. So for me, the way we start, like how do we know the next thing to do? My first thing is get clear about what you want to do. Get clear. Um, And my question then now is how? So someone's like, okay, okay. So uh, obviously there's going to be uncertainty, which there's a point. So how do we we begin to get clear on what we want to do? 
Are you asking me that? Because I think you have the answer. <laughs> well, okay. I, I, I come at it from two different ways. We are people of faith. So well, clarity I ser- is a gift for you. So I would say you're, you're so gifted in even communicating clearly. And not only that, but also seeing things really clear. Okay, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you for the compliment. I don't think clarity is a gift, though. I think anyone can get clear. I agree. Anyone can be clear, but you have to think, you have to go for it. So I'm going to come at it from two perspectives because I think there's the faith perspective, which we are. People listening to podcasts know that we're pastors of a church, 116 church plug every mm-hmm. single time. And then we also have been people of faith our whole life. And then also we're entrepreneurs and we like to take risks and we like to step out and do things. And I mean, our faith helps us in that realm, but there's a whole nother world out there as well. And so I think there's a couple different ways to come at it. Um, so I certainly have some thoughts when it comes at it, comes at it from a pastor's perspective. While you're talking, I just, I just been having this thought lately and not to, I'm, this is going to be on the point, but maybe derail us just a minute is that every day I wake up, I'm like, guess what? I am the boss of my life. I am, I'm in control of my life. I, I have free will. God's given all of us free will. And there's just been this shift for me in the last couple of years where I look at my life, my job, what we're doing is I can do whatever I want to do. And the truth is anyone can do whatever they want to do. And I think that at the end of the day, though, they might dream about what they want to do or they 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 one day will, will do what they want to do. But they don't actually just say, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do what I want to do. In other words, I've been stuck. I've been doing what I've always done. And today I'm going to make that shift. And I think I think there is so, it's not everything, but it's a part of this is it's a mentality. It's how we view ourselves. It's how we view what we're going to do. And I think once we figure that out, you kind of can do anything. Obviously, there's hard work ethic. Can Obviously, I be a rhinoceros? there's finances. <laughs> I, you know, all of those things. You can identify one. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This can get crazy because people will be like, "I want to be a bird. I can't be a bird." I'm just yeah, saying, no, I know what you're saying. If you want to, if you want to start a construction business and you you have the skill of hard work ethic and you want to go for it, I believe you could go for it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the decision. I think we all have to wake up and kind of decide. And also it's those new starting lines. Like, you know, the question was, is like, I've been doing this probably for some time and I'm, I feel like a shift is coming. A change is coming. How do I know for sure? And it's like, you're, you're, you got what it takes and it's just the matter of making that step. Okay. And so since you started, cause we're going to, we're going to come at this question from two phrases. We're going to come as entrepreneurs and we're going to come as people of faith. And I believe you can be an entrepreneur who's a person of faith, which we are, but let's, you start with the entrepreneurial thing. Like you can do what you put your mind to do. So let's do this. First of all, I would say most times when you're making a decision, what should I do next? A chapter has ended as an entrepreneur. I'd say, go with the thing that scares you the most. Cause there's a good chance. That's what'll help you grow the most. That would be my go-to. Like what scares you the most? There's a good chance that's probably where you should lean because you're going to grow the most in the thing that scares you the most. As long as you've done, we'll talk about some practical research. Also, let me say this. I love this mentality, and I think every entrepreneur lives their life this way. It's the philosophy of woe versus go. Go, yes. I would much rather an industry be told woe than go. In yes. fact, if someone has to tell you to get going, if someone has to tell you like, hey, man, you should probably like step out, you, then you probably, that's where the problem is. At. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're thinking, you're planning, you're trying to figure it out, you're doing all these things. And at the end of the day, you're just, you're never going to do anything because right. you're, 
I would much rather, like when we have people that work with us or work with us as leaders and they're like, I would much rather like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Okay. I love your passion. I love your energy. I love that you're so excited to get going. But whoa, I would much rather have that mentality. So when you're thinking about what's this next chapter, I would say, please implement the philosophy. Whoa is better than, whoa is better than go. Like if you, if you have to slow down, if you have to put the brakes on, that's going to be better than like getting motivated. I don't know. I'll start it next week. You know what? I'm going to make a a list and then I'm going to like, I mean, you can make all the excuses you want in the world. That's right. But there is a mentality. How long do you want to stay in this chapter that has ended? Because there is an in-between section, right? Like if if a chapter closes, how long is it going to take you to turn the page for the next chapter? Some people, man, it's been weeks, months. Years. years they could spend a lifetime just turning the page i would like to just go like get yep. busy yep. and go yep. um okay let me be practical on this on this entrepreneurial side and then we'll get to it um give something we used to say this all the time and we still do let's just give it a go like we're about to open a new shop in another area coming up here real soon right just give it a go give it a go well what if you fail well then we fail and we learn yeah. i'm not gonna bet the whole farm on giving it a go, but I'll risk some stuff. We'll right, lose some money if right. it doesn't work out. We'll we'll lose some time and effort for sure. And our but we'll also learn a lot. And so you could say I spent that money to learn the lesson that I learned. I think everything can be an investment, right? If you treat it as so, that's called living. So how do I, as an entrepreneur, like jump into the next season of my life? Well, first of all, get advice from good counsel, from good advisors, people that you trust. Um. Talk to people in Ask the industry. Talk to people that are close to you. Talk yes. to mentors. Talk to if you're thinking about doing something. Talk to if it's a relationship thing. Talk to someone that you trust. You know what I'm saying? Like, and whether you're you're thinking about getting into a relationship seriously, or whether you're thinking about starting a business, or whether you're thinking about going to school, or you're thinking about moving, or whether you think about making a big career change or a life change, or you're thinking about to buy that house or to break your lease. Mm-hmm. There's so many big things, yep, right? Yep, yep. Get some advice. You can't get everyone's advice because everyone's got freaking opinions. I don't know. My phone is blowing so if you up swipe like crazy. Up, if you swipe up yeah, on your your phone, you'll see the little like um, bell. Yeah, can you hear that, Vic? Yeah, I can. I don't know how to do that. You swipe what up I, on your iPad. Oh, I just did it. Silent see, mode. Look. <laughs> talk to, just so you know. Man, you can um, you can uh, coffee talk. Tell that you're uh, pushing, you know, forty five. Boomers, boomers over here with, with uh, devices. Or maybe I'm mentally. Your phone was on too. Maybe I'm mentally and emotionally well, yeah, tired. I know how to, you know, no, it was Your phone was on. Oh. My phone wasn't going off. Uh-huh. What a great detour. Okay, let me go on. Let me keep going. Also, do your research, <laughs> dear Lord. Do your research. Like, you figure out, like, do the math. Do the research. Like, read about it. Like, understand what you're doing. You know what a great way to do that is? I do this, and maybe this sounds so simple to you, but make a list of pros and cons. I can't tell you how many times a month I do this in decisions. It's just super quick. Okay, if I do this, here's the pros. If I do this, here's the cons. If I do this, here's the pros. And then I weigh the pros versus the cons. Even even in your, I mean, I think you and I both, I did a lot, I don't make actual physical mm-hmm. lists, but I constantly play out worst case scenarios. But then it, those worst case scenarios, I'm like, cool, I, I'm going to do it. Because if the worst case scenario, worst case scenario we can roll through, like I lose let's go. money. Um, Someone says, well, you said you did it and didn't work. I mean, so I kind of look, I feel embarrassed. That's kind of the worst case. It's I mean, risk like, management. Exactly. Like, so okay, I, if this is the risk and the worst case scenario happens and I can navigate that, let's go. Totally. If it's going to destroy me and I can't navigate it, well, then the risk is too high. But there's so many things we could be doing that it's like, you know what? Yeah, it'd be inconvenient. But because here's what happens. What if it does work? Then look and at I the always benefits say when that. you're jumping at, maybe you're you've going from like a stable income job and you're actually thinking about doing something completely different and new and, and, and that's a financial jump too for you. I always encourage new entrepreneurs like 
like do a side hustle, like start what you want to do as a side hustle for a hot minute. And if you start seeing resources come in, things start kind of tracking, Mm -hmm. then you move into more aggressive approach before you know it. You could literally be, it was a side hustle that turns to a full-time job. And to me, that's testing the waters and that's wisdom. That's not just being foolish. Like I quit my job and now I'm going to go into this. Like, really? How do you plan on living? Like, but you test the waters and you know, and also let's say you're not talking about entrepreneurs, but you're just talking about like, I'm, I'm my, I might. I might get married again. Let's say someone who's listening is like, I'm thinking about getting married again. I had a bad divorce. Mm. It didn't work out. I'm thinking about getting married again. I would say like, um, push on some doors. You know, sometimes you just have to kind of like, like step through a door or two and just start to see. It's okay to like not fully commit, but just start to see. Because as the further you get down the road, then you have a little more clarity. And remember, what are we going for? Are we going for total certainty? No, but we are going for clarity. Get the clearest picture you can get, and then you can make the best decision. You're going to have to make a decision with some uncertainty. Yes. But as clear as you can be, here's what I want, here's what I'm thinking, and then start to push on some doors, start to go down the road a little bit, and then, I mean, there's just no other way to say it. I'm going to have to rip the Band-Aid off. You're going to have to jump. Mm-hmm. Can I just say this? There's an element of uh, fear you have to face, mm-hmm. and an element of Facing for me, it was facing all your insecurities, facing all the fears, and just holding your breath and taking the leap. And it's amazing when you plunge into the water. I think of that like jumping off a cliff. It wasn't as as high and as steep and as bad as you thought once you get down there. It just isn't. The more you get into something, the more you learn. I'll say this, and please, if you're listening, catch this because I think this is probably the key to this whole thing. There are things that you cannot learn until you jump. That's right. Like. Yes, consider, yes, research, yes, try and like um, think it through. But all of that, you only learn as you go. There is a learning that takes place that you would have never known unless you just did it. There's things that we've learned in business and ministry and marriage. We could have never known. No one would have told us ahead of time because no one knew to tell us ahead of time. It wasn't until we jumped that we were like, oh my goodness, now I know this, this, and this, and then you can course correct. There's so many things that we can't know until we actually jump. I remember when our kids were young and they were all learning to jump to me in the pool, right? And the fear and the absolute uncertainty they had. And I'm like, I'll catch you, I promise. I'm like, I can't. They're on the diving board. I can't, I can't. And I'm like, and there's no way I can convince them, explain to them, or they could even reason what they're going to learn in one second when they just jump. And then they jump and I catch them. And they realized when I jump, I didn't die. I got some water in my face. I didn't like that, but it wasn't that bad. And the thrill of jumping was worth it. And you know what they do? They run right back around and they get, they, I couldn't have taught them that. The only way they learned it was by just doing totally. it. Totally. And you learn along the way. You know, you totally. learn, you learn along the way. In and fact, you can't learn certain things unless you get going. Yeah. You learn along the way. And I think the thing that I had to face early on was that I just, I think the thing that held me back was I didn't feel like I had enough education. I didn't have enough knowledge. I didn't have enough experience, right? Those were the things that kept rolling around in my mind. But I just finally settled into my heart like, hey, I'm going to just learn along the way. Because the truth is, I, I don't know if most people are like me, but I learn by just putting my hands on it, giving it a go. In the moment, this is when I learn the most. And that has literally been one of the success factors for the company in this mm-hmm. season is that I'm learning in real time 
and people are relating to me, even the people who are on the team, they feel like they can they can do it with me because they see my mistakes along the mm-hmm. way. They see that, oh, she's not perfect, but she's willing to admit it and then make the adjustments with them. I mean, and, and I think even this week, I just thought, wow, what an incredible time it's been because I am literally learning a whole new business every single day. It's not like I've come from this massive experience of, of you know, floral and design and, and the whole industry. I'm literally learning in real time and it's been such a fun journey. Yeah. I agree. And I would say this, if you can't, if you're like, Hey, I can't actually jump off the cliff right now. I'd be like, you know what you can do is you can repel halfway down, like go as far as you can go right now, because you're going to learn, like you're saying, like, like, okay, this has probably been our fourth holiday in your flower business. The first holiday, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. The second one, you know, this fourth one, like you bought more flowers than I've ever seen you buy in my entire life. I literally thought, Oh, there goes, there goes the mortgage. There it goes. She just spent it all on flowers and you made so much more back. And it's like only because you learned because you were doing, Mm -hmm. you got, so you get as far into it as you can. If you can't leverage it all, but get, because you're going to learn so much by getting out there and doing the number one way I think people learn is just do, Mm -hmm. do, succeed, fail, it's all learning. And then you get more clear. Um, Which brings us to finally um, the faith part of it, which this to me is the easiest part. When people say, how do I know that this is the will of God? How do I know this is the next thing I should do? Um, For me, this has been, this is, we have lived our lives since our 20s with these three things. Number one, I look for three things that I know that this is what I should be doing. Number one, the peace. Supernatural peace. Peace. Supernatural peace. Mm-hmm. If you don't have peace, then don't do it. I said this in a meeting recently. The purpose of God is always followed by the peace of God. Always. Always. Can I God say, doesn't can ask I just, us to do anything without peace. Really yeah. Because I had peace when I launched the company, but that didn't remove me feeling a little scared. You still need faith. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so that doesn't you, mean... You need faith, but you can have peace in yeah. your faith. You're going to so have to you're, jump. You're going to feel scared, yeah. but you're going to feel this sense of ease, peace in your heart. Totally. And yeah, you have to know the difference. The peace is like, you know what? Like, I just have this overwhelming sense mm-hmm. that this is like, I'm not... It's not keeping you up at night. You're not stressing. You're not getting an ulcer. You're not like... A, right. Like, if, if it's that strenuous, hey, man... Mm-mm. Like to me, because and I'm talking from a from a perspective of faith. Timing. I trust God right. that He'll give me peace if it's His will. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean doesn't mean I won't have to exercise faith right. and step out. But I trust that hey, if this is God, if God's purpose for my life, the peace will follow. So people ask, how do you know you're following God's purpose? Because I follow God's peace. Right. So now I'm not right. saying comfort. So right. I'm not saying comfort. I'm yeah. not saying I follow God's comfort. Because I many times I have the peace of God, but I'm so uncomfortable. We launched a church and a pandemic. That was not comfortable, but man, did we have a peace. Right. Just a peace, a supernatural totally. peace. Secondly, I look for confirmation. Confirmation. Confirmation for us from scripture, which would be because we're people of faith. Confirmation between the two of us because we're married. So if you have a spouse that you both agree. And then confirmation not from everyone because not everyone will see and know where you're going. But there are a few people and you know who they are. Mentors, they could be parents, they could be coaches or employers or professors or teachers. And they'll be like, you know what? You need at least a few of them. Not even all of them may agree, but you need a few key people in your life that you're like, you know what? You should do this. And can I just say, when you're doing something completely brand new, I would say, say less. Don't tell everybody. 
Yeah. Don't say, don't tell hardly anyone. Tell the people maybe who is the closest your to you. Business plan on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it's beautiful. I love to watch people just out of nowhere launch stuff, and it's like it is become so successful fast. It's because they were willing to do all the hard work behind the scene and then just do and then let it be seen and known by their doing. Yeah, what was that company? They're like, they said, they, they had a newspaper and it's like overnight success. They mean, they're like, you mean 17 years and then an overnight success? Because they had been doing it for 17 no years in anonymity and all of a sudden they hit success. They're right. Like, oh yeah, well it looks like we had success overnight, but we've been at this for 17 years. Yes. Make no yeah. Um, and so again, we're talking about confirmation and I'm talking like... If everyone in your world doesn't think you should do it, that's a sign that maybe you shouldn't do it. Now, I don't need everyone in my world to think I should do it, right? Because that's never going to happen either. But I need at least a few key voices, relationships in my life that are like, hey, you know what? Yep. You should do this. You should do this. Definitely from a mentor. And because I'm a person of faith, I believe that God, because he's God, will allow that to happen. And then the third thing for me is open doors. I need peace, I need confirmation, and I need open doors. When you mean like, you're like, dude, how easy is it? No, 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 open doors doesn't mean that I I still have to walk through those open doors. I still gotta take the journey. I still gotta do the work. I still have to go through that. I have to jump. I have to, I have to, once you get through the door, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna keep on going. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna do everything that that open door availed to me. But there has to be an open door. And some open doors are not as easy to find. But if every door, if every opportunity, like you're like, I want to be a professional singer and you can't sing and no one will sign you and no one like, you know, and there's no opportunities. It's like at some point you have to be like, hey, Uh there hasn't been an open door. But I believe if this is God's will, this is the next thing I'm supposed to do. Again, I'm talking as a person of faith. He's going to he's going to first give me supernatural peace. He's going to confirm it. And then he's going to open a door. And when he opens that door, I'm going to have to have the faith to jump through it, walk through it, believe for it, believe that I can get out there. Um, we asked a bunch of pastors in our community recently, we said, um, we asked them this question, this goes along with this, to go, what prayer are you not praying that you probably should be praying, but you're afraid to? That's a real thing. Because sometimes we like, okay, if I pray this prayer and then God opens that door, then I, then, then it's on. And I don't know if I'm ready for what it to was be your, on. What was yours, babe? No, no, we're not going that personal right now. And I think oh, we've I already talked about it. I think we've already talked about it on the podcast at one point. I think I said this already. I think our last one. But it's that whole thing. So um, to T in Atlanta and to everyone else who's listening, and a reminder to myself, those are the things that I'm looking for. It's like, dude, I got to have peace. I got to have confirmation. And then there has to be some open doors. Yes. And then I'll work through it. And you know, someone said, if there's not an open door, look for, look for a window. I'm like, I'm down for that. <laughs> like I'll climb through a window too. I'm okay with that. Like sometimes the doors are much smaller and sometimes they're just wide open doors. Anything. I'm saying, give me an opening. Give me something. If nothing opens up, maybe it's not the right thing. I don't think it's too much to ask for. And I can find basis in scripture for us to have those three things. You still got to step out. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have to go for it. So anything else you would add, babe? No, I think you said it really well. And open doors too. And I think I love, sh- we've talked about this too. I love closed doors in this season as much as I love open doors. Cause I think I used to get really in my twenties and thirties, I would be really frustrated that there were closed doors. But now that I'm a little bit older, I look at those, you know, open or those closed doors as like, okay, cool. Then I'm just going to put my attention over here. And it's amazing how that's, that's also brought such success because we've literally been like, you know what, we're going to just trust that a closed door is, is such a blessing as much as an open door is. 
Yes. And I'll, I agree. And can I say this? One of the last parts of T's question, Atlanta, she's like, what's the process for making it happen? And we could do an entire episode on how to make things happen. Mm-hmm. But I will say this one step at a time. <clears throat> one thing always leads to another. Yes. And um, you just have to begin. We have a motto with 116 Church that we've adopted. And it's if we can't do it well, then we won't do it yet. yet. Not ever, but yet. And so just don't, if you try and take on the whole thing at once, it's overwhelming. So that's not a good process. But be like, okay, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. And then just whatever's in front of you, one thing leads to another, do that, do that. And the things that we don't do, there's so many things we want to do in our heart with our business and with the church and our own personal lives. I'm even thinking the book and even this podcast. But if you can't do it well yet, if you don't have the means or the resources or the time or the headspace or the mm-hmm. talent or the whatever it is that you need, then don't do it yet. I'm not saying perfect. Some people are like, well, you mean I have to be perfect? No, 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 no. It's never going to be perfect. Never. But if you can't do it well, what do I mean by that? Like to where you're like, dude, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this. Like this looks great. And it could get better, but at least be able to do it well. And if you can do it well, and by being well, like mentally, emotionally, you can also be there and you're not killing yourself and you're not grinding until you die. If you can do it well, then go ahead and do it yeah. one step at a time. If you can't, put it on the back burner, write it down, wait for the right timing, and then you'll get to it. So. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, this was a Good great. Thanks. Check. Thank you, T, from Atlanta for asking the question. Hope that helps. And uh, here's more coffee talks. Yeah. Cheers, my love. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.